Hello, podcast listeners. So this is a double length episode that we've decided to chop into two. I sit down with my friends, Megan and Chris. Here in part one, we're going to talk a lot about uh, origin stories again. So the meet cute of how Chris and Megan met, uh, the decision to get married and all sorts of fun like things like that, including my love of karaoke once more. Uh, you can catch part two next week. Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and you found a fun and secret time capsule for my baby son. Each episode, I sit down and chat with a special guest about friendships, pop culture, parenting, and whatever strikes my fancy. Really, the end goal is to make sure that when my son does eventually discover this, he's thoroughly embarrassed. In the meantime, I'm not quite sure where each episode or where the show is going, but getting there should be half the fun. Intro, or do I want to pre-tape it? Whatever. Hello, and welcome to Have the Fun Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason, and right now we're sitting down um, with my... I'm joined by my co-host, Allison. Hello, hello. And two very special guests, uh, Chris and Megan. Hi. Hello. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I think I was really excited to have you come on the podcast and chat. Well, we talk about a lot of things, but I think... Uh, as folks that have also recently bought a house that have recently gotten married, I think there's some things that are really fresh in your mind that I feel like that Allison and I went through mm. as well. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys today about some of those questions, if that sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but let's just start with the very first, because I actually don't remember this very well. So Megan and I, for the our five listeners, we actually have about eight listeners nice. now. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Analytics. Um, so Megan and I go fairly far back as someone who met in school while I was working at the school. A little weird. Um, but um, Chris and Megan, it's always been a little foggy for me initially how you guys met. I know math was involved. Well, I'd say math was involved because Austin and Chris got their PhDs in math. But I was actually thinking about this and I want to hear Chris tell it because I feel like I get to tell it all the time. And I just wonder what your but, memory is. But you do what... such a good job, Megan. Okay, but like, how about you start, and then I can correct you as we go. <laughs> oh, you sounded just like my mom. <laughs> um, okay, so the first time I met Megan was at the Auto Battery in, on Capitol Hill, which, which is a bar on Capitol Hill that is no longer existing. Not you did not meet her in an auto shop. True. Yes. This is true. <laughs> yeah, the the bar that used to be next to Podog. Um, which is also which also doesn't, doesn't exist. exist oh, yeah. So sad. Um, what's the pizza place called that's there uh, now? Sizzle Pie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Portland. Yeah. So we're all shaking our heads. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so sad. Mm. So as Megan alluded, uh, my good friend Austin Roberts um, invited us to watch football. Actually, at this this bar, and I don't know if it was my first time there, but it probably was. And I had, I only knew Austin. I didn't. I think he alluded. He he implied there would be more than just the three of us. But I think that for almost the entire first like three or four hours, it was just the three of us. Yeah, I mean, um, shockingly, when Austin uh, is a huge you know college football fan, so he's like could sit at a bar for seven hours, and everybody knows that about him. So it's like a come and go and. I think we are the only ones that are like, oh, we'll show so up on time. It was time. the three of you, Austin, Megan, and Chris. Yeah. Yes. Ah. Watch, watching football. and What What year was this? 2012. Uh, October. Ooh. Somewhere around the 6th. It was whenever the SATs were offered that year. And I assume it was college football. Yes. Because of Austin. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
and he wanted to specifically to watch the Oregon Ducks play someone. I don't know, but also he he lured me in with I think ASU was playing and also Notre Dame was playing, mm. and I hate Notre Dame, so you know I got to cheer against them for better part of an afternoon. And was this Austin on purpose setting you guys no. up? Okay, I didn't think he was that He'd smart. He sent out like a general email or text of like, "I'm going to be at Auto Battery. Come do this." And since I live like ten minutes away, and I just finished proctoring SATs, I was like, "Not as well." So like, I'm surprised I wasn't wearing my sweat, my like slippers. Like yeah. that's you how may I, have been. <laughs> I can't recall if I had been wearing them or not. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, but, like, that's the sort of state I was in, like, not expecting anything. <laughs> you were definitely wearing sweatpants. Um, sweatpants? I was wearing a sweatshirt. I'm pretty sure you were wearing sweatpants. It was a sweatsuit. Yeah, it was, <laughs> really, it was a velour zip-off. It's juicy on the back. <laughs> um, and so later on that night, a bunch of other Austin affiliates showed up. Um, Later, it turned out to be, you know, Nick and Jason, did you show up? I no, don't think Victor so. and Tammy Victor, showed Tammy, up. I'm, yeah. Nick, Joanna. Because they were still together at the time. Yeah. Um, oh, which I, was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Tammy. Hey, Tammy. <laughs> and to Victor. He, yes. Anyway, yes. hello. Um, and who else showed up? Do you remember, Megan? Well, Joanna was there. Cause okay. Then the four of us went out. Yeah. So then we went out to the Rock Box and. Uh, oh, karaoke on the oh, first meeting. The first meeting. Mm. Cute. So let's rewind a little bit. So it wasn't a fix. It had Austin previously mentioned any of his other friends? I assumed you and Austin had hung out in a math capacity. We had. We'd also gone hiking a bunch of times and done some other, you know, stuff. Um, he invited me to some of his birthday parties, which you guys were at, and I failed to go to them for whatever reason. <laughs> um, or I went and just bought him a beer and then left without actually talking to anybody because, mm-hmm. you know, why not? Um so yeah, I mean Austin, Austin and I were friends like roughly since 2010. Mm-hmm. So it's been a couple of years. Um, in this in the math program, basically. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, do you remember anything memorable? So Megan, you were wearing sweatpants. Do you I'm remember anything? I'm gonna argue Meg- that I was not wearing sweatpants because I don't. I didn't. It wasn't up until this past year that I owned any sweatpants that would be allowed out in public. Uh, I believe I was wearing a sweatshirt. Okay. I would concede to maybe slippers. <laughs> and maybe my glasses, like because I had been up early. Gotcha. So not my like typical stylish self. Gotcha. And did had you known about the existence of Chris or anything about him? No. Uh, Austin is very good at separating people in his life, and mm-hmm. unless he wants you to be a part of a group, so like he had. I mean, like except for birthdays, when everybody gets is like the only excuse to come together. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just going to adjust your microphone just a touch it. You don't have to lean in, but that's fine. Just okay. Anyway, um, so, like, I assumed he had friends that weren't us, <laughs> but, like, I'd never heard of any of them or met any of them. Because also at his birthday parties, like, because the ones that Chris is talking about is his Clue birthday and his uh, President's Day birthday which he went to, but like for two seconds. Oh, you were there. I was also there. Oh. You were there Did for you... the clue birthday party? No, no the, the President's Day. Day diorama. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a great one. Yeah. Diana and uh, her sister Julia was there. I yeah. Remember. So I got some there. photos too. Yeah. Robin was there as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, hmm. so many chances. Yeah. <laughs> if they make a movie about us, that'll be a pivotal scene <laughs> where they flash back to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you guys went to Rockbox. Uh, did you hit it off at Rockbox? Or do you remember what you sang? No, definitely not. Um, I remember at some point I was singing and some other chick started like talking to me. And oh. Megan came in and cock blocked. <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. No, like by this point, I had decided like, oh, I could date this guy. Like, and for the eight listeners, they probably already know this about me. But I was never a big dater. I never saw the point. Like, it was just like, if I was going to do it, it was going to be for real and like in a committed relationship. And so to then I meeting Chris, I was like, yeah, I'm going to date him. And then I do remember I was singing Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. Call Me. Yeah. Call Me Maybe. And then Chris was singing along. And in my mind, I was like. Oh my God, he's singing along with me. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit later, he's like, no, I just know how to read. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed. That was like the clincher for me. It was like this guy that would sing this pop song with me, like he knew it. And uh, yeah, then there's some girls started to be around, dude. I was like, oh no, this is not going to happen. And, and what was your impression, Chris, during this whole football and then karaoke event? Um, like, what were you thinking about Megan at the time? Hmm. Um, nothing distinct. I mean, I, I remember, uh, a couple weeks later, Austin met me in the math, math lounge and he was like, so my friend really wants to either see you again or, or wants me to like, I don't know, some, something about getting us together. Like, mm. and he's like, do you want to do that? And I was like, nah. No. <laughs> so ambivalent. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, that's okay. Um, and so he was like, okay. And then he dropped it. And so I didn't actually see Megan again until Austin's general. Yeah. So this is the end of November. And then by that point, which of course, now Austin will claim that he set up the whole reason he celebrated his general exam was so that Chris and I would meet up. So it was this big elaborate plan that he invited like every, like buddy too, but it was very last minute and was sort of like, okay. And so then Chris shows up and then he, I don't remember if I like made it so he would sit next to me or it just like worked out that way. Mm-hmm. But again, I also wasn't dressed well because I didn't think that Chris was going to see me. Like I was... Did no. you bring out the sweatsuit again? No, or? but it was just like one of those. It was one of those days where you're wearing like a cardigan that you don't really like, uh, and you're yeah, not your favorite yeah. jeans. Right. You're just sort of like I'm going to the Canterbury before it got revamped. So like, this is not a classic yeah. place. It's a slipper kind of place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do, do you remember Andre? I do remember Andre. <laughs> so there's this I don't know math alien called Andre, um, that was a super nice guy that was in in our grad program. Um, you know, he's a total genius. He came in and passed all four preliminary exams before starting grad school and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but English is not his first language and, and he doesn't really have American social cues and so forth. Um, what do you know his country of origin? Russia. Got it. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, he's trying to talk to Megan Um and it was just this really bizarre forced conversation. Do you remember this? Well, all I remember, I remember him talking to me and I could tell that like English wasn't his first language, it was a little socially awkward. So I was like trying to be, you know, polite and have a conversation. And then at one point he was like, 
alluded to us being boyfriend and girlfriend or like thought that we were together in yeah. some way. And then I was like, well, this is real awkward because that's what I want, but it's not. And how do I let it on that? Like, that's what I want. But I don't want Chris to think that I'm like coming on too strong or like a thousand things went through my hot head in like 30 seconds. Oh, now I do want to back up a little bit because um, I, I, uh, to listeners, I was getting another drink. But um, so you saw Chris way back when you're like, oh, I, I could yeah. date this guy. Do you feel like now as someone who didn't do a lot of dating, did you feel like what what about Chris or what about yourself at that moment was like, oh, I'm, I'm ready for this? Uh, I will credit uh, Diana fucking Composey, who is who we're, we're now an explicit podcast. Oh, sorry. It's OK. You it's can fine. Add, you can bleep it if you no, need to. Um, because that June during the solstice, she was like at peak Diana advice and like love yourself form and she was like you need to be open to love and i was like drunk enough to believe her like this was something i needed to do after any other time and so then i was like i'm gonna be more open and it wasn't that i was gonna like start dating or doing it but just like look at opportunities as they were presented and so then like seeing chris and i was like oh like this guy like he likes football we can get along like interested in me is like like conversation didn't feel forced like i don't remember what we talked about but i just remember like it wasn't a big of a deal like he you know sang karaoke when i think you know it was just like one of those things where i was like oh this could happen and then i felt like well then i have to do something about it so that's when i texted austin like a few days later like if i don't do it i'm just gonna regret this and so yeah gotcha so we can fast forward we're back to the canterbury so at what point, Chris, where you're like, hey, I am also interested in this woman? I know it's later. We, it's fine. <laughs> it's a, uh, sorry, spoiler alert. They got married. Yeah. So, we true. own property together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, in that moment, I uh, I don't know that I... I mean, I, I think I was to a small extent, but it was more just like you know enjoying hanging out with with megan and everyone else and it was um yeah i i don't know i i, I wasn't uh smitten yet uh um although i did happen to have uh was it three seasons of downton, downton abbey, abbey on, on a flash drive and megan coincidentally needed to watch the third season mm-hmm. so was that i'm sorry was that Date number, the official first date was a little doubt and Abby? Uh, no, the first the first thing was like four days later because Chris was like, do you like Downton Abbey? And I was like, yes, I do. And he's like, just like by coincidence, he had the flash drive that had season three. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is kismet. Like you have what I need right at this moment, not metaphorically speaking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he didn't think I would be able to watch it as quickly as I did. No, I didn't. Because I think I got it like on a Wednesday night and by Saturday I texted of like, oh my God, it's so good. I finished eight episodes or whatever. And Now, I don't mean to be heteronormative, but Chris, why did you have such a, why did you have four seasons of Downton Abbey on a flash drive? Um, well, I lived alone at the time. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and I went through quite a bit of media. You know, I mean, I would basically, my routine at the time was wake up, go to the gym, do math, come home around six or seven, eat dinner, and then watch stuff until I fell asleep. Oh, how stereotypical. The gym, math, 
dinner down abbey the gt <laughs> right gotcha okay okay i mean down abbey was just one of you know i also watched like you know the movie up mm-hmm. um you know various other films well you also had it because you had lent it to trish cody's wife that's true and cody had just given it back to you and you'd also had brave the disney movie mm-hmm. on it um and so then that's what we ended up watching actually on our first date after we went to like see in my mind chris had to be a little bit smitten with me because he was very responsive to text messages and knowing him now like if he doesn't want to respond to the text message like he won't do it and so the fact that you like did that i was like oh he's pretty responsive he must really like me (laughs) (laughs) modern day romance (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, I guess then my question would be, um, and don't want to go through the anatomy of a first date, but Chris, when did you be like, oh, hey, I am really interested in dating this woman exclusively? Um, well, Megan kind of uh, forced that issue at some point. Uh, what was that? I think I remember this, but I'm going <laughs> to see if it's the correct thing. So, I mean, there's this kind of, I used this phrase when I think I was at karaoke the other day of like... Uh, this this woman was describing like how she was like seeing this guy and they were kind of seeing but they had purposely avoided this talk and then they kind of had different feelings and i'm like oh so you were seattle dating which i feel uh. like is this, this very quintessential like <laughs> so when do you feel like you moved from yeah so i guess i'm gonna cut all this out when do you feel like you moved from seattle dating to real dating um i think it was megan's birthday party when you forced this issue, right? <laughs> Jason and Megan are both shaking their heads like Jason knows exactly no, the details uh, of this relationship. I know a lot. Of, so what happened was, so we had been like, we got on a couple of dates in like December and then January, it was Victor's birthday and like that's when you had met everybody. And by that, like by this point, I'd already like, I just, I knew that Chris was it for me. Like this was just, and he would catch on and, like, we would be fine. Um, and then I was surprisingly very drunk and basically, like, we either date, like, exclusively or not at all because I'm not interested in casual dating and I don't like the idea of you being with anybody else. And so, like, this is what I want. And so I gave you that ultimatum. At the zoo tavern? Uh, I gave it after the zoo tavern. Oh. It was at the apartment. But gotcha. Like, yeah. the, the night of the zoo tavern? Yes, the okay. night of the zoo tavern. And then the next day, though, you dropped me off at Jason's and we watched football. And it was when we were playing the Redskins and was RG3, like, twisted his knee really bad. Oh, uh, so that was 2013. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's when we beat the Redskins and then lost to the Falcons, I believe. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this time in my life. Well, I don't know what Zoo Tavern is. I'm imagining I it's I don't think wild animals in, drinking. I mean, those 2003. No. I don't think you were there. It was at it the was Zoo Tavern. It's cash only. They did not have liquor at the time, and you didn't drink wine. So I don't think. No, I don't, I don't think I was there. I don't think you were yeah, there. Definitely, I don't know what I was doing. Probably sitting at home watching Probably Down better Abbey or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tavern is kind of this weird divey bar. It was a Victor, and Victor also has a very eclectic group of friends. Yes. Um. Anyways, so, all right. So Megan drunkenly gave you this ultimatum at the apartment. Were you like, I'm all in, or I need to think I about this? I to clarify. I don't think it's an ultimatum. It's more like, this is what I want. I mean, if you're not... 
It's an ultimatum. Not an ultimatum. Like a define. Let's define this relationship. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, right. Yeah. I feel like I'm with you, Allison. Like I don't like yeah. the sound of an ultimatum because it made me feel like I was like forcing something and that he right. was going to be unwillingly right. an unwilling yeah. participant. Yeah. Like, it was either be with me or not, and if you're not, you're dead. And, like, that wasn't what I was <laughs> trying to come across. But that's what you said, basically, right? <laughs> not that you would die. No, like, not that I would die, but I'd be dead to you. Right. Yeah. Or this relationship would be. Like, this, ca- this casual relationship yes. would be dead. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you acquiesce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think what I said was, um, like... I at that time I expected that we would break up eventually Mm -hmm. and so I was like so yeah we can be exclusive until we break up which will happen you know say at the end of the year or something like that can Um, I dig into that a little bit more why do you feel like this was not a forever relationship at that time because we hadn't been dating very long how long had it been it'd been a month which wow, is which that's is like nothing. pretty early to... Yeah, that's like yeah. nothing for me. Right, right. right. I mean, I'm, yeah. Are you a slow mover when it comes to? Because yeah, I feel like you've been in some a fair a fair amount of monogamous relationships before, yeah. Megan. Right? Yeah. Uh, like average relationship time probably like a year. So, or yeah. Yeah, that's right. So one month in, it's like, well, okay. Like I barely know you at yeah, this point. Right? Much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So. The other thing is I was expecting to move uh, because that's the usual academic path after mm-hmm. your PhD is you have to, you know, do one or more postdocs. And mm-hmm. um, so I was just like, hey, this is, you know, sure, we can DTR, but expect that this will end at some point. Realistic. Yeah. Which I accepted. Like yeah. he told me that. And I was like, that's fine. Like you think we're going to break up, but I know differently. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay. So, um, do you want to talk? So, I have my next questions are about your wedding, but do you want to talk about anything other? I mean, so let's jump to your wedding. Um, so, I assume since you were both very careful planners and not super impulsive, that um, you had <laughs> talked about getting married before you, before Chris, I assume Chris was the one that proposed? Oh, have you not heard this story, Jason? <laughs> so let's, set it down for, let's just set it down for the podcast. Uh, yes, we both had, we talked about it. And then, because neither of us liked the idea of a surprise proposal. Like, I think if you, you need to know the answer when you ask somebody. And if you don't know it, you shouldn't be asking them to marry you. Like, that's sort of like a, a rule. Um, that, that's an opinionated uh, <laughs> yeah, about view of the process. There may be some other listeners who <laughs> disagree. I mean, that's, that's fine. I put my foot in my mouth many times before. I'm used no, to it. No, but for you, for yeah. you, definitely. Yeah. Like no, I, I'm with Megan. Like, you don't, kind of like in most interviews, don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> so if the answer is going to be no, then you don't ask the question. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about it for a while, and then I just started getting kind of antsy of, like, if we don't put a date on the calendar, we won't get married. And I wanted – I like, I wanted that. I wanted the ceremony. I wanted mm-hmm. the commitment, like, in front of, like, people that we cared about. Like, I wanted to go through all of that with Chris. But I also knew if it wasn't planned, we would just keep pushing it off, and, like, that didn't appeal to me. And so one day in October, which is, like, our month of things – uh we're like we went for a walk and i was finally i was like and i'd already looked up when the next actuary tests would be so we could like plan out perfect dates like i had all of this information ready so i could present my proposal to chris of like (laughs) why we should get married and like these different reasons so that he could have like the most informed most information so he could have an informed answer 
She had a whole business plan. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm imagining yeah. like a three ring binder yeah. with laminated sheets. <laughs> she appreciate her laptop there with Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we went on a walk um, just around Capitol Hill, and I was like, okay, I think that we should get married. You know, for all the reasons that I've outlined before to everyone to you guys now and I, that's what i told chris and he was like i agree and that's a you know those are good reasons and so then we were like we're engaged and it was anticlimactic but not in like a bad way like i didn't feel let down and then and we talked about chris was like well do you you know want me to propose and i was like no because he's expressed many times how that makes him uncomfortable and I was like, there's no need to go through this. Time. Wait, yeah, time out. What? <laughs> Why does that make you uncomfortable, Chris? Because um, I don't like pomp and circumstance. Um, so even if you were just like, I mean, not pomp and circumstance. I mean, like, proposals can be many things, but it's usually like a formal asking of, like, people to get married. So I guess what what was... Well, because there's a lot of expectation about how it should be done. Um and you know how you're supposed to make it unique and special and there's all these expectations presumably that uh, the person that you're asking might have um it seems nearly impossible in my mind to do that in an ideal way and it also just seems like planning that out is a total waste of time and energy um so i mean if i were to be the one to ask the question i probably would have asked it in a similar way that megan did would have been like hey should we get married okay, let's do it like next week. Let's go to the courthouse and get the stuff. Um, I feel like Diana Capozzi's heart is breaking right now. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this is perfect for you guys. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, So then you decided to get married. Mm -hmm. You did this planning and did all these things. Um, So here's a little bit, now that we're properly warmed up, Yes. Here's some of the meteor questions. Well, yeah, there's more champagne for that. Okay, well, we're going to take a champagne break. Um, I guess my question for you is, so I feel like, how do you feel like your parents' marriage has informed what your concept of a marriage is in terms of what you've liked and didn't like and how you wanted to form your own marriage? Is this a question for me, Megan, or both of us? It is for both of you, but you can start if you'd like. Well, my parents got divorced when I was about 10. Mm-hmm. And before that, they fought pretty much constantly. So I don't think they actually shaped, I mean, in a, certainly not in a positive way, but in some sense, I tried to prevent their that experience from informing my opinion of marriage at all. I mean, it, it seemed really clear that they shouldn't have gotten married. Mm-hmm. Um, I was infinitely relieved when they finally got divorced. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I was, I wasn't even really sad. I was more just shocked when it happened. So like, I remember crying just because it was like clearly a big change in my life at the time. And I was only 10. Um, but within a few days, even I thought, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Like I can deal with them one at a time. They won't be mad at each other. They'll be less mad at me and my brother. (laughs) Um, this will be fantastic. Gotcha. So I guess having seen a very unhappy marriage, what made you decide that marriage was going to be right for you? I mean, all through, uh, I mean, even since I was a teenager, but certainly in my 20s, I was always much more 
productive and satisfied when I was in a monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. And so it seemed like having a long-term stable marriage would be sort of the ideal lifestyle. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Same question to you, Megan, in terms of how did your parents' marriage inform your conception of a marriage or what you wanted out of what a marriage should be? So I got... Like, I think it informed it in that, like, it was sort of an expectation. Like, my parents my parents were married 30-some-odd years or so. Um, and then, and, like, I didn't know many people who had divorced parents. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was never my, like, view. It was just sort of, like, parents were married. And, um, and my parents had, like, I mean, I think they had a really good relationship. And I think that they were smart and, like, they were together about, like, eight, nine years before they had kids. And in the meantime, they were able to like work on their relationship and each other. Um, and they never really fought in front of us. Um, and even when they did fight, it was there. I can think of like two really big fights that my parents had. And I don't remember what they're about. I remember one time though, my mom like stormed out and drove to the Savon Vaughn shopping center where there was a payphone, And she called my aunt Charlene and just like, cried about something or whatever the issue was and then came back and was like i shouldn't have left and like sat down with my brother and i and explained like why you don't leave when you fight with your partner and like this wasn't the right way to solve the problem and then like her my dad like worked it out and um yeah but i mean like they were they were always happy they were together they were attentive parents like i don't know for me it's sort of like i don't be like oh it's this ideal that i want to live up to because I'm because I don't feel informed enough to be like they had the, the type of marriage that they had um but it seemed really good and I like would want some I'd I'd want like our future kids to or kid to be like oh yeah my parents you know they got along they fought but they solved problems they handled things they were there for us and like I don't know that's what I got cool thank you I, there there's no, there's no wrong answer <laughs> so <laughs> um so another question about your wedding so uh oh i'm very proud of this question okay so particularly <laughs> since i was not there do you, meg i'm gonna start with you mm-hmm. do you could you summarize it do you remember what chris's wedding vows were yes because he had a very witty line in there um and also our vows were like super like three sentences each to each other and all i remember is that like he was saying like oh, you know, like, I liked something and found out that I liked steak and thought that we were cut out from the same cloth and, like, the same person. He's like, then I realized I was wrong. You're much stronger than I am. You run these races. You do some other things and blah, blah, blah. So that's all. <laughs> and so, but I mean, like, I, I, I don't even remember what my vows were. Do you? No. Yeah. Boo. Well, that was my <laughs> next question for you, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I'm sure I threw a dig in about him not liking In-N-Out fries because yes, that was like a did. big debate like on our first date was how much I love In-N-Out fries and how much he thinks they're the worst French fry on earth. Um, this is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Can um, I ask my question? Of course. Yeah. Go for it. I was always curious why you guys wanted such a quiet, 
close ceremony. Was that something you both individually wanted? And when you came together, you're like, oh, great, we both want this thing. Or was there any compromise about that? What made you you want to do a private ceremony um, with just a few close family and friends? You can take this. Okay. Um, <laughs> I imagine that was a compromise. I mean, I was in favor of just going to the courthouse and getting married, you know, the old-fashioned way. Um, I mean, we're not we're not an aristocracy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> no, I think this was the this was sort of the compromise that we could make between that and and maybe what Megan wanted. Um, I don't know. Do you think that's accurate, Megan? Yeah, I think that like. I would have been okay with a, a courthouse wedding if the amount of guests that you could bring in was like 10, but just with like our close, like with parents and siblings even of like what we wanted to really narrow down, you couldn't have in a courthouse. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, if we want something small, like this is, you know, we'll have 20 people total. So like 18 people. And um, I mean, like, and I, as we've discovered tonight, I love attention and pomp and circumstance and like all these things. And I really like... I really wanted my dad to be able to walk me down the aisle. Like, I knew that was really important to him. And I wanted, like, that was almost the main reason that I I did this. But, like, once we came up with the idea of, like, let's have it over dinner and then we can have a separate party. Like, we, like I liked the party. I think you liked the party. Yeah. Like, that was fine. And as long as, like, there wasn't a lot of attention on us, I think Chris was okay with the whole shebang type thing. And so... Um, and I'd also heard from so many other people of like their whole wedding day was like a whirlwind and they don't remember a lot of it. And I, I remember everything. I remember everything about both days and like, I feel very fortunate and lucky that because of how we did it, that I was able to remember it. And I think that like, if we had done it all in one day with all the people around, like I would, I wouldn't be able to remember that. Yeah, I mean, separating it. So we we got married on a Thursday, and then we had like an out of towners meeting on a Friday, and then this party was on Saturday. Having it so split up, it was like a lot of small manageable tasks, <laughs> you know. So I I don't know. It made it it made it more fun for me. Like if if we tried to cram that all into one elaborate ceremony, it would have been way more stressful than mm-hmm. fun yeah. for me. Gotcha. Do you have any? Do you have other questions, Allison? I think that was it, (laughs) Jason. (laughs) Do you guys ever feel weird when you say each other's names to each other? Yes, actually. I'm glad you said that. I I feel like we never say each other's name. So, like, once every three months, Jason will say Allison. And I am... Like, what just happened? (laughs) And it's I'm so caught off guard. Uh, And I, I don't even know if I say Jason all that much. Although now we say mom and dad, which Mm. is also really weird because we we use those terms in front of Wes so he knows who we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But it feels really awkward when I'm like, oh, hey, dad, can you get the blank? And I'm like, wait, you're not my dad. Like, this is so (laughs) weird. And I should really just say Jason. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. I think like even tonight, it was very distinctive about because we had um, dinner with Weston. And so I was purposely referencing, like, your mom when you're talking to Wes. Because ideally, I think you want to say 
minimally at least like 50,000 words to your your child each day during this critical time of of language acquisition. Yeah, I just put NPR on and hope that (laughs) suffices. Mm -hmm. But you're supposed to like do this banter, right? So like both talking to him a lot and you're actively narrating your life like you're doing in a podcast. Or I remember like just chatting with Wes about just what's happening and if you're out and about or if someone's like helping you do something like you're at a grocery store or something they think you're talking to them you're like oh no i am just narrating things (laughs) for my son and so it's it's really weird to do um but apparently like pronouns are a harder concept Mm. for for language acquisition so yeah it's it's been a little a little weird yeah but no we don't say each other's name Mm -hmm. all that frequently do you, you do nicknames? Are you guys honeys, babes? Or are you just like, hey, you? Uh, you know, alligator. I think babe occasionally, but I don't know. I've always disliked that. And yet I still use it all the time. Like, hey, babe, when, mm-hmm. whatever. Although now, to confess something, we just text each other. Even <laughs> <laughs> if we're in the same room, we'll often not text. But <laughs> definitely if we're on different levels of the house, we just text each other. And I mm-hmm. I blame it on Wes because when he was always napping, we didn't want to wake him by talking. And so we would just text each other. And now it's become a bad habit. <laughs> oh, for and sure. I feel yeah. like your house is, you know, Megan and Chris's house is, is multiple levels and a tall, tall house. And so I can only imagine that I would need to text all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We use drop-in occasionally, but Uh, mostly Megan's voice just carries, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Um, Cool. So you had a lovely wedding. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, The dancing was fantastic. The dancing was fantastic. So mad props to your brother. Thank you. yeah, so I guess that's just why I wanted to say about that. Um, oh, the bartender was sitting on me a lot. Really? Yes. yes. Gay men love Jason. They do. Yeah. One thing yeah, I don't so remember, fantastic. the bartender. <laughs> I mean, I remember him, but like, that was like the best part about having Joanna sort of help out and mm-hmm. like being like, here's these things I need you to do. And then being able to like pay her afterwards of like, you were wonderful. Mm-hmm. I got to enjoy my wedding a lot. I hope you had a minimal amount of fun running things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I might be making this up. Didn't Diana think he was also hitting on her? Yes. That's right. <laughs> I remember that. Diana. And, and she was like, yeah, he was totally into me or there was flirting or something. And I'm like, wait, he was also flirting with Jason. He could be bisexual. He could let's be. Not, let's not pigeonhole this man. Yeah. I was very well dressed. Uh, I guess I do want to give a shout out. So um, so listeners, Megan was actually my, my day of wedding coordinator. Oh, so yes. I do appreciate that in similar to Joanna, you definitely helped run the show for my wedding oh, and, and made sure. did an excellent, excellent job. job. So oh, thank you. I didn't stress about anything. So well, good. That was the point. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Well, Allison is a is a, is a lovely breed of woman that can just not stress about things because they just magically happen <laughs> when you have yeah. a partner who's a planner. Yeah, no, I didn't even realize half the things Jason did until after, way after the, the wedding of I, all that you did. I do want to say I got a lot of shit for my very detailed spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, as different people got married, I saw very similarly oh, detailed spreadsheets. I like I I appreciate your spreadsheet and I would probably like 
I think about this this one fact about Jason a lot is like when we first were hanging out as friends and getting like people into karaoke and it's when he was getting his uh, master's in international business and he learned about a uh, level five leadership. It's true. <laughs> and I just remember this distinct conversation where he's like, I want to be a level five leader with karaoke. Like and explaining to me like what that meant of like getting people to do it, but then do it on their own and then like go on beyond and like because of your influence or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. I will say Jason and Megan were instrumental in getting me to do karaoke. And I have gone many steps along that route just that you described. Yeah. So I, I mean, I definitely uh, tip my hat to Jason for instilling this idea and also like the, you know, spreadsheet of planning. I did take it one step further and had a binder because I have office supplies I can use. So. <laughs> it's true. Uh, for listeners not uh, familiar with the different levels of leadership in my leadership class. So a level one leader, um, I believe actively, if you are like a leader or a manager, a level one leader will actively make your team worse. A level two leader will, um, I think, just be neutral. Like, if they weren't there, they would be the same. A level three leader um, makes everyone meet their potential. A level four leader makes the team produce greater than the sum of its parts. A level five leader is a very rare leader. They inspire others to become level four leaders. So you inspire others to lead other people, too. So... It warm it warms the dark <laughs> recesses of my heart that um there are other people that are down level five karaoke people. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my personal resume that I will one day type up. <laughs> let okay, I uh, I think only have a couple more questions for you and then I will let you guys turn the table. So <laughs> karaoke was something that was independently something that you loved before you started dating Megan and joining this weird group of friends. <laughs> Can you tell me about, Chris, about your own love affair with karaoke or how did you get into karaoke? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so I think the reason I started uh, singing originally was um, for this garage band that I had in, in middle school. Whose name was? Freestyle Barbecue. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, part of the plan in high school was for me to join choir just to, you know, get better at singing. Cause why not? Um, well, you join choir to get better at your band. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is hilarious because our band kind of split into two parts. Cause, um, our middle school got split in half to, to got sent to two different high schools. Gotcha. Um, so we basically stopped playing as soon as high school, as soon as we started high school. Um, but I enjoyed choir and there was like 600 women and like 50 men. So I was like, this is the place I want to be. You know, this is great. Good uh, choice. Yeah. Good choice. That was, that was me in high school theater. Yeah. Yeah. S- similar odds or. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah like straight men in theater. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. Although no, it was you... like five to 300. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> so yeah. Much better odds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, you know, sung in high school for four years and, you know, just really enjoyed it. And so um, sung in college a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think karaoke is just a nice outlet for people that, you know, re- secretly love choir or musical theater or whatever. Yeah. 
I actually have on a, an episode that is unaired with my sister about kind of, I have similar roots in my love of karaoke in that um, grade school through high school, I was heavily involved in my church choir. So I definitely have come from a deep chorale tradition. So in some in a some sense that I, I do love karaoke, um, but at the same time, like doing duets with karaoke was a lot of fun, but like just the harmonizing part and things like that. I really enjoy about karaoke and uh, I wish there were more opportunities to do that kind of corral or a chorus or like to get five microphones, sing some boys to men would hey. be amazing. <laughs> we have them. There we go. Digni- we, we are speaking to four <laughs> microphones right now. Um, that's terrific. Um, I, I just want more Christmas carols. Can we make that happen too? You and Chris can go off and sing <laughs> in your non-Christmas time Christmas carols. Okay. And call me when it's December. <laughs> gotcha. So Megan, what, besides my level five karaoke leadership, what do you enjoy about karaoke? So you definitely have done karaoke independently of me and something yes. you still love doing. Yes. What do you enjoy about karaoke, or what do you? Why do you feel like you're sticking with it now? Um, Besides your 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 husband, I I've always loved singing, like singing along to the radio. Like growing up, like we were always like always encouraged to sing along to things. Like my mom was like in daycare, and so I like we knew all these like sort of random songs that you teach little kids and things like that. So like singing was always a part of it, but no one was necessarily like good or bad um we're all just sort of like mediocre singers i'm like like my dad can carry enough of a tune like i think he's pretty decent like he does he loves karaoke too and so like hearing him do some like tom petty i'm like this is your vocal range this is you know good and same with my brother like they i think my brother's a little bit more talented probably than anybody else in the family um but yeah like my dad would sing all the time like there was, was always this running joke that you would say a word and then dad would just sing a song that had that word in it. Um, and so I don't even know when I first, like, I think I first did karaoke back at the Crescent in like my senior year of college. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. <laughs> How do I do this more? But like, I didn't know anybody that did it more until then, like, Jason, you and I started like met each other and started hanging out and like. There was this thing. And then, like, I mean, really, I think Rockbox coming to Seattle, like, really cemented. Really made it blow up. Yeah, because it was super easy to do. Mm-hmm. I do have some old photos. I think Ashley Halseth and I had, like, a joint Crescent yeah. karaoke birthday party or something like that. Yeah. So, I think that was the first year that, like, we really became fr- So, that would have been 2008 or, eight nine. or yeah. 9, depending, mm-hmm. like, I think it would have been 8, because I think in 9, she was in China. I don't know. Let's let's pretend it was a year at a time. <laughs> Ten years ago now. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, we've been friends for a while. We've been friends for a long time. Um, yeah, but you guys, yeah, you guys had a we had the uh, Metropolitan Grill. No, what was the name of that bar? That oh, yeah, it was Metropolitan Grill. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is now the Gay Bear C-C Bar or something. CC Seattle. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyways, this place had like fifty cent pitchers of PBR on Sundays, and like it was always empty. Yeah. <laughs> So wow. reserving like the back room was super easy, mm-hmm. and yeah, then we went to karaoke for yeah. the birthday at the Crescent. Good time. All right, that's the end of part one. You can tune in next week for part two, where we talk a lot more about karaoke and just how our own parents have influenced our own style of parenting. All right, enjoy. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and on our host, Anchor FM. 
Music used for this podcast includes Live Wire by Steve Combs, With a Whimper by Josh Woodward, and Olivia by Heisen. You can email us at halfthefunpodcast at gmail.com and send us voicemails through the Anchor FM app. You can check out more photos and commentary about this episode on our website, halfthefun.fun. That's halfthefun.fun. And like us on Facebook. Want to be on the show? Drop us a line. See you next week. <laughs>